All right, good morning, Kevin. Let's get going into the uh, learning part as we uh, enjoy this uh, delicious uh, breakfast. As uh, it's, it's, it's not the nicest quote. The Bregmans are back. Got a big uh, LA contingency today. But uh, as uh, when I was sitting shiva for my father, as a friend of the Rocha, so one of the there's a one of the big caterers in Baltimore. He uh, he walked in with a big food platter, and he said, "You know what they say? One man's shiva is another man's breakfast." I was like, "Oh, okay." Now they say that. So, so we have a it's a yard site today, but the, the all, all the brachas that we're making here and uh, the, this the, the beautiful breakfast. Should all be uh, in Aliyah for uh, should all be in Aliyah for the Neshama Rebbe Ravinsky's father, and let us get going. So we're up to Parag Dal, we're up to uh, Chapter Four in Shara Bitochim, and here we go. So we, we've discussed the background, uh, uh, the background of Bitochim, which basically has been broken up into numerous parts. We gave a five-part summary previously of what Bitochim is and how. Uh, Bitochen needs to be constructed. Now, in Perak Dalit, Chovaz is going to compartmentalize Bitochen for us and describe how it gets into the application. Now that we understand what it is, how does it apply to the various compartments of our life? So here we go. General Bitochen, general reliance on HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Amuna and Maimon and trust can really be broken down into initially we're going to break it up into two parts. There's Amuna and Bitachin, which is concerning this world, things that have to do with within Olam Haza, things we can see, things that we can touch. And then there's Amuna and Bitachin that has to do with the world to come. Now notice, there's something important that we have to keep in mind here when discussing Olam Hazeh and Olam Haba. Olam Hazeh and Olam Haba are equal. Equal meaning, the tachlis, the ultimate purpose of each one is a closeness to Hashem. We don't live in Olam Hazeh in order to get to Olam Haba. If a person's mind views it like that, so then Olam Hazeh has no goal within this world, the whole purpose is to get to that world. And this world doesn't have the ultimate purpose. That's a mistake. Because what Olam Hazeh is, it's an opportunity to connect to Hashem in the greatest way possible. Whatever opportunity I'm able to create within this world is going to be my reality in Olam Abba. Olam Hazeh and Olam Abba are the same thing. It's connecting to Hashem. Except the opportunity to build that connection only exists here. It doesn't exist there. But we don't say, oh, don't worry about, like this world is mean. The way people express it is like, yeah, Olam Hazah, bleh. Olam Habah, psh. It's not like that. Olam Hazah is also, yeah. Right? Because here we're building, within this world, we're, this is where we're building the same connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Except the way to compartmentalize the Amun Bitachin of the two worlds is with different elements. And let's explain. We're going to use a little bit of uh, lumdis over here, okay? So right now, what do we have? Olam Haza, Olam Haba. They function differently, two different rooms. Now let's talk about our world, the world that we're currently living in now. We're going to break that down into two parts. 
Within this world, there are things that we do to enhance our life in this world. Hasheni, and within this world, in Yani Olam, Olam Haba. There's some things I do for this world, something I do for the next world. Okay? So the, the department of Olam Haza is also broken up into two parts. The Now let's further break it down. Looking at this world and being involved in things that impact this world, I could take that sub compartment and break that sub compartment of this world working for this world. I could break. I could divide that into three different departments. Okay. Within this world, one area. Of Amunam Bitachin is Toalos Gufo Bovad. Basic needs. Gufo means my body. Over here, the Chalazov is referring to one's basic needs. Bahasheni, second. Toalos Tarfai, Visibais Hainai, Umine Kenyanov. Things that get in my way of achieving more things. How do I get more things? Okay, so a person could technically survive living in a joint home with other families. Most Americans don't. Most Americans don't live in a, call it a shelter, with everybody living in one big room, together, sharing a... Most people have their own living quarters. Call it a private apartment. Call it a private room. Call it a private home. That's not considered... According to where the Chavis Avavis is writing it, a basic need. Now, for our terms, we will say, of course, you know, it's considered a basic need for a person in the society that we live in. The way the Chavis Avavis is, is characterizing this is there's certain things you need to live. You need food in your stomach. You will not live. You need warmth around your body. We need clothing. We cannot live out in the cold. A person, a person will not be healthy. A person could die from that. But a person could technically live with... Uh, uh, shared living quarters. You could technically live like that. So that's going to be the second department of Olam Hazet, which is, but now that I have my own living quarters, so that's something that I'm working on achieving. I want to have enough money to have my own room, my own apartment. Vashlishi, huh? Luxury, basically. Uh, call it luxury, except people view luxury like Maseratis. But yeah, things that you don't necessarily need. It's more than your basic. More than you're right. Vashlishi, and the third department within this world, physical needs, Tolos Bene Beso Ishto Ukrova Vova Vaiva Vamishu Adam is everything which is subjective. Okay? Subjective means I'm not just relying on Hashem for me, but the society I live within, the family, my reality, the experiences I have, the community I live in those who have less than me, those that have more than me, how I interact with society and, you know, at large. Like they say, the poorest person in the United States, the poorest person, Moses Montefiore, who was known to be the Jeff Bezos, he used to be Bill Gates of America, you know. Now it's Jeff Bezos, right, the wealthiest guy in America. Moses Montefiore was incredible, was from Yid, right, uh, uh, real love at Hashem. He would, he would pay a fortune to have what the most poor person has in, in America. 
he, he was low, he had golden carriages. Everywhere he went, he had to smell the horse. He didn't have a car. He didn't have a bus to take public transportation. He had to walk outside, uh, far outside of his uh, mansions in order to use the restroom. He didn't have plumbing. These things didn't exist in his time. So it was just different, different society, different example. So it's, th- there's the responsibility socially amongst, our, amongst who we are within this world as a community. Which, by the way, going back to last week's parsha by Yaakov Pekudei, it's a fascinating idea that Rabbi Yenison Eibshitz quotes a medrash he focuses on. He says that the only time you find Vayakel is by humanity. You don't find groups. You don't have, an, uh, you don't have uh, the concept of an army of frogs or a, a herd of elephants where an elephant needs a specific other elephant to hang out with. A frog doesn't need specific other frogs to hang out with. Humans need specific other humans to hang out with. I, I can't just be in any community. Does it, some communities, it simply doesn't work. It doesn't work. Why do you live in this city? Why don't you live in that city? Why do you live in town, out of town, there, this or that? There's, there's realities that the way the Rabbanu Shalom made us is, is fascinatingly unique. The Rabbanu says, we were made like we, our neshamas come from this place in Elam Haba. We're made into groups. You go to a community... You, 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 you have, you have a, a circle of friends you just connect with. This works for me. It ain't going to work for you. You don't have cliques amongst animals. You're not going to have cliques amongst frogs, says Yerban Yishayim. You find cliques amongst humans. Now, sometimes a clique is an expression used to a fault. So we can't use it to a fault. But it's a reality. It's, it's, this is by Yaakov Moshe. Moshe not only gathered together Klal Yisrael, but he made groups in a way that everybody could steig. Everybody could grow. Yerban Shem always gives us groups. A few other people, either it's, you know, however many people it is, that we're going to connect with and be able to steig with. And, and uh, that's, that's what a kahil is. That's what a kahil is. It's, it's, a, it's a combination of people who have a shared goal. It's a shared goal. And the way that, I, the way that, that we grow in this way is going to work for us. The way that another kahil grows, we're going to work for them. The way it goes, it's fine. And then different people also need different time, uh, elements of kahil. Some people grow with five other people. Other people grow with two other people. Some people grow with 500 people. It's just... We're not judging. It's a mitzvah. It's a reality of, of how it is. So the way that we live within our social structure is another area that's going to impact our amuna and bitachim. Which this all needs. This is all vague and this needs clarity. So let's keep going. Again, let's get the math. So you have a yoni elam haza and yoni elam haba. Within yoni elam haza, there are things that are actually physical part, and then there are things within this world that you call it spiritual as well. And then within the actual physical things in this world. There's the basic needs, there's the beyond basic needs, and then the whole social environs. And what about the things in this world that impact the next world? The responsibility of the heart, and the limbs, that have to do with the person themselves, how I, where I place my heart, how I think, how I feel. The way, uh, where I go, what I do. Which has nothing to do with anybody else. This is me, right? If I'm not for myself, who's going to be for me? This is my own personal achrayas in this world. Why do I want what I want? What do I expose myself to? What am I allowing to, uh, what information am I allowing um, uh, into my life? I had a conversation with my kids when we were putting, when they had the whole tag event here. So, 
um, I put the tag filters, we had uh, an element of tag filters on our devices. So uh, one of my uh, adolescents said, oh, you're filtering it because you don't trust me. Filtering it because you don't trust me. So I said, first of all, you're right. Not going to argue on that. Not going to argue on that. And I always tell them that. They know this. I don't trust you because you trust you. If you wouldn't trust you, I would trust you. Yeah? If you would trust you, I would trust you. Since you, don't, since you do trust you, I don't trust you. If you think that you know what it is, right? It's like the kid. The first time you give him a license, they, I know how to drive. <laughs> all right, now I'm watching. You think you're starting. What do you know? Yeah. It's not a matter of you know how to drive. It's how do you know how to drive vis-a-vis everybody else who doesn't know how to drive? Very often, the biggest problem with driving is not the way that I change lanes. It's am I aware of all the Mishagoyim around me who don't know how to use their brakes or uh, go in between? So you got to be surrounded. But an added element, it's not that you put a filter on it because uh, an element of trust. You know why you put a filter on it? Because... Most importantly, to me at least, everybody's going to have their own mahalach. We're creatures of what we're, of what we're taught. The words that I'm using right now is only because the society, the environment, my parents taught me to use this language and what each word within the language means. Maybe the word you really means me. It's like Hill Azakin. He says, uh, this guy says, teach me the Torah. Yeah, teach me Torah. And Hill says, uh, but, uh, I'm sorry, teach me the Hill says, Beseder. So he says, come, let's learn the Aleph base. He says, this is an Aleph, this is a base, this is a Gimel, it's a Dalit, tomorrow's shear base. Tomorrow, come back for the second shear. Guy comes back the next day, he'll focus at the Gimel, he says, no, what's this? The guy says, Gimel, he says, no, that's an Aleph. Points at the base, says, what's this? The guy says, base, he says, no, no, that's a Gimel. The guy says, but yesterday you told me, he says, that's a proof that it's, that it's ridiculous to only believe in How do you know what Tereshavik means? What's the rabbis tell you that this is an Aleph, this is a base, this is a Gimel, this is a Dalit? Tomorrow, I'll tell you something else. How do I know to use these words? Because my parents and everybody here and the words that we're exposed to, we know what ultimately what it means. So what I told my daughters were when they were entering this, it's not a matter of trust. It's a matter of what I want the World Wide Web to put into your psyche. That's why I want to filter on it. Do I want them to control how you think? Do you want them to control how you think? It's just a matter of having your own individual. I prefer that we're controlled by... The Torah community that we have. So whatever I need to know, the Torah community will share with me. It's a much healthier life. So that's why we filter out all the other Mishagas. Otherwise, I'm going to start thinking like them. That's a reality. It's not a taina. It's not a claim. It's not a trust issue. It's a reality. You can only know the information you're fed. Rabbi, I have a stupid question. A stupid question. Nobody told you to. You never learned it. How are you supposed to know? You can only know. That's the beauty I believe the Rabbi Shalom put it like this on purpose. We're, we're not even getting to the point. We're going to have to hold it. We're out of time for the next minion. But I, bl- I, I don't know this for a fact. I didn't hear this from my Rabbi So don't take it like it's Maishim Yisina. I think the Rabbi Shalom wants it to be that we're sitting here in a room. We cannot know what's happening outside these walls. You can't. Why not? Why don't the Rabbi Shalom just give us all the information? Let us know everything. This is why we need each other as a kahila, because there are people there, there's people here, there's going to be people there, there's somebody else having it, and then you know what's going to happen, we're just going to share with each other, and feed information, and, and that, that's Klal Yisrael. So we are. So it's the information we, we expose ourselves to, that's ultimately our makeup. And Muna and Bitachin, we'll see how this all comes around into one uh, you know, beautiful picture, how this all comes out in the symmetry of the Rebbein Shalom, expresses itself in this way as well. All right, we'll hold it here for today. And Bezham next week, we'll continue on this topic and, uh, and uh, bring a lot of this information together.